What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. Not the Friday show. Uh, we had to cancel that due to some family emergencies and other things. Ew. I sounded like my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, that's not a bad thing. Just not what I would normally say. Um, shit, you know what? Just to amuse the people, I'll ask them. Austin, even though I've been with you for a while now, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, about to jump off a belt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm about to fucking kill myself. About to pull a Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> that is one man. We do not joke about in this household. Oh, dude, Robin Williams was a legend. I'll still make jokes out of him, though. You know what's crazy, though, is the whole thing is fucking sad. Like, one of the greatest actors, comedians of all time. Ended horribly. Yeah. Like, that's the worst. And here's the thing, dude. I've never really seen a shitty Robin Williams movie. Okay, wait, hold on. There's been a few, but, like, you have to enjoy them because he's in them. Yeah. Kind of like Jim Carrey. There's shitty Jim Carrey movies, but you still like them because it's Jim Carrey. With um, the exception of Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> see, I like that one, but you want to know one I really hate? Like, I'm not even going to lie. People get mad at me. I don't like Mr. Popper's Penguins. I think it's so stupid. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it was a good children's movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's more of a... Yeah. But then here's the thing, too. The Grinch is good. Oh, that's a children's movie. The Grinch is a movie for 82-year-olds. Yeah, all The Grinch the is amazing. That. But Robin Williams, man, I think the only, like... I'm trying to think of this really a shitty movie I don't like that he's in. I can't think of one, except for Flubber. Wait, no, Flubber is not... It's not shitty, but it's not great. Like, it's a chi- it's a children's movie, for sure. That's from when your, like, childhood was amazing. What movie is it when he's, um... That kid who grows way too fast? You don't like Jack? <laughs> no, I like Jack. I just oh, couldn't I remember what the name was. You're not David. That was the shitty. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. That's the best one. <laughs> Have you ever seen him in his serious roles, though? And I'm not talking Good Will Hunting. Oh, well, yeah, a couple. Okay, so he did one called One Hour Photo. Do you remember that one? Um, Vaguely. Yeah, I think so, that came out when I was like five. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's like early 2000s. But basically, he works at a uh, one hour photo, like, what do you call that? Photo center? And like a, basically a Walmart. And he sees all these families, and he takes the copies of the pictures home, and he watches these families on the picture. Like, he puts them on clipboards and looks at them and shit because he's lonely. Well, there's one family that he just instinctively follows constantly, and he starts showing up at their doorstep and giving, like, the son toys and shit. Dude, it's a creepy fucking movie. It sounds creepy as hell. And he's, like, he's basically insane. We don't find out till the end, of course, but that's a good one that he was serious in. Another one was Insomnia, which is a Christopher Nolan film. It was before Batman, so... Basically, it's him and Al Pacino. Al Pacino is a cop that has problems sleeping. And he goes out to fucking Alaska, where there's been a murder of a young girl. Well, it turns out the young girl was dating a famous author who is Robin Williams. But they just can't find him, and then Robin Williams starts taunting the police and shit. That's a good one. It has Hilary Swank in it, too. But it's one of those movies that I think it was probably like a sleeper hit. Like, didn't have a lot of buzz, but it, you know, over time. We're talking Al Pacino and freaking Robin Williams, man. Yeah, I don't think I watched that one. I think I'll have to watch it. It's one of his, not his first, but I think it's like his third. It's Nolan's third movie because his first two was Following and Memento. And those are very, like, unlike Nolan. But then once he did Batman, every Nolan film you watch is, like, the same in a sense. <laughs> they feel the same in every way. You're like, this is definitely a Batman movie. <laughs> but w- what is Robin Williams' best movie? 
I think his best movie of all time, and I know it's going to sound overrated, but for me, it's Good Will Hunting. Just because that's the one... It's the one role where he not only plays, like, a lead character, but he also plays a passing of the Torch character yeah. very well. You're like, you expect him to be funny. He's got his moments, but you don't rely on him to carry the movie either. He's very good at making Matt Damon the star while he is also the star in the background. Right. That's what I... To me, that's... Okay, you know what? I take that back. That's, like, the second best. It's got to be a cross between that and... Um, Any answer that's not Mrs. Doubtfire is incorrect. No, I love Mrs. Doubtfire, but you know what I was about to say? Not even bullshitting. Uh, Jumanji. <laughs> Dude, I love Jumanji. No, Mrs. Doubtfire is probably the best. I think... It is easily his funniest movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's got to be e- one of his most known. It easily has some of the his best like emotional acting in it. Oh, yeah, that's a sad movie. Think about it. This dude has his kids taken away from him. And he's just trying to get them back or find, like, <laughs> some way to see it. But when we were kids, we were just like, oh, it's cool. I wish my dad who walked out would come back. <laughs> I freaking was... That movie oh, still gets shit. me. I will be laying... I will be sitting at home and, like, talking to somebody. And I'll just instinctively, like, grab my boobs and be like, man, one minute is a woman. One, at, one day is a woman. I've already got hot flashes. So, like, Mrs. Doubtfire is probably, without a doubt, his best. I think my personal favorite would be Good Will Hunting. There we go. I love, I absolutely love Good Will Hunting. Um, but. Did you ever see Bicentennial Man, which is a Robin Williams movie? Yeah. That's a weird one. I mean, it's good, but it's a weird one. Like, it's actually really fucked up because the whole time everyone around him dies. Until he becomes human, obviously. But that one's messed up. And then did you ever see, um, I think it's called What Dreams May Come of It. It's the one with him and, um. What the hell's a guy that played radio? Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh! He dies, he goes to heaven, and finds out his wife kills herself and she's in hell, so he has to <laughs> Jesus go Christ. down and find her. Oh, dude, it's like a dark movie, but it's also, like, really animated in a sense. It's kind of weird. It's one of those movies that has something for everybody. I wouldn't say it, like, did well, but it's kind of a word-of-mouth movie now. Oh, yeah, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, dude, we forgot about that one. I bet and, you there's plenty of films we forgot about. And Dead Poets Society. But That's a great I one. can't watch Dead Poets Society without thinking of the um, robot chicken sketch. <laughs> where, where, the guy, where the guy gets up, he goes, he goes to tell he goes to tell Robin Williams that he stands up and the um, freaking ceiling fan cuts his head off and the head lands in Robin Williams' hands. He was like, ah, and everybody's screaming. There's blood shooting everywhere. Dude, I think my favorite robot chicken sketch of all time is the one where uh, Bruce, it's Bruce Wayne. He's dancing with some chick, and then his little bat and the you know signal in the sky goes off, and he's like, "Stay here, I'll be right back." He goes downstairs, gets into the bat suit, and upstairs, Alfred's getting it on with a chick, and he pushes her up against the piano that has the secret code, and he's just like, "Oh crap, crap!" It's just just falling all over. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he has to duck and dodge. That one's funny. Robot Chicken's another weird series that I've always loved. But it's one of those things where I think you either love it or hate it. I don't really think there's like an in-between. I have not seen any freaking buddy who doesn't like Robot Chicken. I met a few people, but when it's, they're like people that haven't watched all of it. When it's all the freaking Power Rangers and the guys, yeah, I'm Red Ranger, Red Power. And the black is like, the um black 
where it's like black power and it's green power and yellow power gets the white ranger goes white pass <laughs> everybody loves that <laughs> dude my um i think the one of the funniest ones i've seen it's definitely overdone because everybody's seen it but do you remember the one with um palpatine yeah Palpa, Palpa, palpatine <laughs> he's like what do you mean they blew up the death star <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm having a good day. Some fucking teenagers blew up the death star. <laughs> He's going to give you a new low jackal. Like, it was funny to me because I was like, dude, if you think about it, that whole sketch is like a play on of everybody's conspiracy theories of Star Wars. You're like, who paid for that Death Star? They, It's a bunch of teenagers that blew it up. We know that. Who the fuck paid for the next one? How did they get the money for it? Like, oh yeah, do you remember the more Optimus Prime dies of prostate cancer? Uh, that was so freaking good. Is it even still around? Like, do they do new episodes? I think they might. Because I haven't seen Robot Chicken. Like, I haven't watched it in a while, but it's been around for a fucking long ass time. I know that. You know what show I really hate that I think is overrated? What Get ready it? to slap me. The Simpsons. You, you think it's overrated? Yeah, dude. I don't think it's that funny. Like, I, I think did it, as a kid. I think it was funny as hell the first couple of seasons. Yeah, but once we go on and on. And, and then on. it just became it trying to... what the, It's cr- kind of crazy how those shows went because The Simpsons really good. The Family Guy came. And Family Guy was so good that and the Family Guy Family Guy ripped off The Simpsons. That sounds and really good. Yeah. And Family Guy was so good that The Simpsons... Where the Family Guy just became the Simpsons, but like at the hundredth percentile of crazy, yeah. and Family Guy got so popular that the Simpsons tried to be Family Guy. So the Simpsons just became an ultra parody of a parody of themselves, and right. it just got boring. Well, my thing was too is I think it was cooler back in you know the day because it was a new thing, it was more exciting. But as time goes on. They don't really exist in our society, if that makes sense. It's different because, remember, like, South Park? They're still in middle school. Right. Or elementary school. It never changed. But the time does. The current events keep going and going. But they're still the same age. They're still in school. They managed to pull that off. The Simpsons are, like, what? It's the same fucking time frame? Yeah. Yeah, and they never changed, which is fine. I think they've aged, like, up just a couple of years, everybody has. Right. But everything is practically the same. Now, you know what the most controversial thing about uh, Simpsons is? The Indian market guy. Right. Because they did get rid of him, correct? Yes, he's. they got rid of Poojab. Now, how the fuck do you get rid of an iconic character? <laughs> Isn't that stupid? Like, I understand the argument, but I think it's kind of retarded at the same time. See, that's why I still watch Family Guy. Because Family Guy's not scared of anybody. Like, they had that freaking sketch when... Um, they had that um, freaking thing where they had... Peter making the, um, the like Jesus's birth and nativity scene. He goes, "Here's racially accurate Jesus puts like a brown Jesus down, and he goes, and here is Jesus's gay um, parents Josephine and Mary, and here are the um, three wise them's." And or, no, them's and he goes and we have the little and then we have the little drummer it because God forbid that we call a boy a boy <laughs> and looks just right in the camera and everybody's like that's offensive and Seth and freaking um, Seth McFarlane goes that's the fucking point idiot. yeah it's such a joke yeah or or the one where they're sitting around talking and um it's the 
vaccine episode where they're talking about vaccines yeah. and Peter becomes like ultra anti-vax. And he's screaming like, oh, we can't have vaccines. And um, Brian's like the straight man. And fine. And like nobody, Peter like riles the whole city up. None of them get vaccines. And then measles comes back and the whole city has measles. And so they all get vaccine vaccinated for it and stuff. And um, they're all sitting at the very end. And Brian goes, I'm happy you came around. And Peter goes, so am I. He said, we might even win an award. And everybody goes, what? Really? He goes, yeah. Hollywood really loves when a right when a right leaning individual admits they're wrong and moves to a farther left leaning perspective, and they go they all kind of laugh. He goes, and they go, yeah, yeah, and they start talking about like all these movies that they did. He goes, but can anybody name one where a left leaning person admitted they were wrong and became, and moved to a more Republican leaning perspective? No and it's shit. just dead silence. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he goes, exactly, and just stares right into the screen. Oh, dude, they're like. They're like South Park in a sense that they make fun of everybody. Yeah. And see, South Park's one of those, too, where they get complained about a lot. And that's why I always say you can tell the difference between people that grew up watching that shit and people that are now watching it. Right. Because there is an episode, and I'm pretty sure you might have seen it. It's the transgender episode where, <laughs> yeah, it's a, a principal strong woman <laughs> goes into, the, like, the the female race or whatever, and it's Macho Man who's supposed to be a fucking trap. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a woman. <laughs> But dude, like, it was so, like, out of control. People got upset. Like, you don't know what it's like to be stuck in a closet and the fucking doorknob is being banged on by everyone calling you faggot and all this stuff. And I was like, get over yourself. But the best part about that is, too, is Matt Stone and Trey Parker are the two dudes that can literally get away with any of that. They're grandfathered in at this point. So is Seth MacFarlane and so is, uh, what the hell is his name? Um, the pervert from Full House. Not Stamos. What the fuck is the other one? I always forget his fucking the name. The pervert from Full House. Oh, he's a pervert in real life. Uh, the, the, the dad, the disappointed dad. Oh, yeah. Um, I always forget his fucking name. Ben? No. Oh, my God. I know. It's going to drive me nuts. Tall, but... skinny. Yeah, yeah. Freak. Well, I think he's a pervert. But it also is the fact that he's a human being like the rest of us. And after Full House... His stand-up specials, in my opinion, get better. They're more vulgar, but I, I look at them, I'm like, dude, he used to be my dad on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now he's a fucking pervert. Like, he did one joke where he was like... Bob Saget. Saget, yeah. So he was like, girls come up to me like, oh my god, I grew up watching you. He's like, that's cool, now you can go down watching me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of perverted, but you're like, well, what else do you expect? Because he's a human being, but he played a, the perfect dad. Yeah, but some of the funniest freaking people are old perverts. Oh, yeah. Like, John Stamos is one of them, too. He's like, hilarious. Like, I heard this one guy said, um, this lady walked by him. He goes, man, I would fuck her shadow on a gravel driveway. <laughs> it's like, what? I heard that on the internet. Yesterday. I was like, you're still having sex with rocks, bro. Like, what are you doing? Name. Or, did I send you that video of the old guy? And he's walking out of the walking out of the house with his, with his nurse. And, sh- and he goes, wow, you are looking good. She goes, thanks. What makes you say that? He goes... I like those boobs. And she goes, excuse me? He goes, yeah. He goes, I think you have to leave. He goes, why? I just want to suck on him. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I want to have sex with you. And she oh, goes, no. she goes, Mr. Jensen or whatever. Like, if we had sex with me, then I would then I'd give you a heart attack. He said, with an ass like that, that's a hell of a way to go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's like 80 years old. It's so funny. Isn't it forgivable, though? Like, you know how people were He earned all, that at that point. He kind point. of earned that. Yeah, like... <laughs> 
I get it. Women don't like being hit on all the time. Whatever. But when they're like that old, do you really got to go as far as saying he's sexually harassed? But I've seen, I've seen old, I've seen worse from younger guys. I've seen old ladies do the same, do the thing. same thing to yeah. like younger dudes. I had this, yeah, I've had this conversation a million times with people. I, I heard some old lady tell some guy, he goes, "I'd wash three loads of laundry on those abs." I was freaking dying. No, seriously, like I think that we got so sensitive, you can't even do that anymore. Like legit, when I was growing up. If I got so if I got into politics now, everything I did when I was a kid would probably fuck me. Like, <laughs> I did shit you really shouldn't do now by today's standards. But it was being a kid basically. Like right. who doesn't check out women when you're a young kid? Girls for that matter. Okay, time out. Who doesn't check out women, period? Right, but now <laughs> in this day and age. I know I know chicks that all chicks also check out chicks. Of course they do. I used to sit around, I had a uh, female friend, we'd be sitting here and she was awesome, look at their um freaking Dumpity dump on that one. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Right, like, I know someone that, you know, like, uh, someone I work with, and she knows what the term cake means. It's ass, <laughs> yeah. And, like, one time I fucked up, and I was, like, on Instagram. I was like, whoa, she got cake for days. And it was just some random Instagram <laughs> model. And she's like, who? And I was like, oh, nothing. She's like, no, nah, I want to see. And I showed it to her, and she's like, she does got cake for days. <laughs> and then one day, dude, I'm sitting there just chilling, doing my thing. She goes, Angelo. And I was like, what? She's like, top left. And we're looking at the cameras. And she's like, the one coming out of the bathroom. And I was like, what, the homeless guy? She's like, no, you fucking idiot. The one on the right, cakes. And I was like, oh, my God. Cakes. Not not just cake, plural. But I got, like, uncomfortable at first because I was like, dude, we're in such a society that you can't even joke anymore. And my boss has told me, like, dude, just be careful what you say around people, whether it's a woman or not. And I was like, oh, I know. He's not careful with me anymore because me and him are at the point where... Right. We'll just say whatever. It doesn't matter how fucking unprofessional it is. Because we both know it is what it is. But somebody says something to him that he finds inappropriate, but he thinks it's funny. He's going to walk away. I'm going to do the same thing because I don't want to get caught up in <laughs> But that sucks because I'm like, dude, it's so fucking funny. It was so good. It's a great... It's that It's that TikTok said it's a great joke. It's a, it's a good joke. It's a great joke even. But I'm going to have to ask you to stop. Yeah, pretty much. Here's a, here's a good one we could talk about the discussion. Let's name, because I've been wanting to talk about this. Let's name the one movie or show that has a following that you had to walk away from. Not because of the movie or the show or the music, whatever. The following made you walk away. The fans made you, like, hate it. I'll say it. Rick and Morty. I love the show, dude, but I stopped watching because I hate the fucking fans. I didn't watch the show because of the fans. Well, that's what made me like, oh, fuck no. Because the fans were annoying. That's how it is with WWE. I'm sick of the fans. I'm super smart because I watch a television show that gets half their science wrong. No, shut up. You're not smart. You're just retarded. Well, it's one of those things where, like, I would hear a lot of these fucking nerds say, like, oh, you got to understand the science behind it. I'm like, no. That's Big Bang Theory. You're thinking of a different show. The science behind Rick and Morty is completely fictional. No, I gotta correct you real quick. Even if you know the science behind it, Big Bang Theory is still not funny. You don't like Big Bang Theory? Big Bang Theory is like the first two seasons. Big Bang Theory is funny for four seasons. The rest is just the same joke over and over again. Pretty much. It's gotten old. It's, what are they, like season they're 15? Done. They oh, they're been, done. They've been done for like four years. What the fuck have I been? But Young Sheldon has been pretty good. I never watched it. I thought about it. It's pretty good. Because be here's the thing, I do like the guy that played Sheldon. What's his name? Uh, yeah, the gay guy. The gay guy. Yeah, no, he's a great actor, actually. Like, I like him a lot, and there's talk about him 
being in a movie with um, Hugh Laurie, or whatever his name is, House. Because there has been this long-standing fan debate of who would win an argument, House or uh, Sheldon. Sheldon. But I guess people rallied up and were like, put him, make him you know, in a movie. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to be in a fucking movie now. I don't know what it is. I just, I know I read it on um Yeah, Jim Parsons. There Jim Parsons, yeah. Mm. Rick and Morty, I walked away because of the fans. WWE, dude, I kind of stopped giving a shit because of the fans. Like, I'm in all these Facebook groups, right? Multiple ones. AEW fans, WWE fans, all things wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Every single group, it's AEW fans versus WWE fans. Both are similar in the sense that they're stupid. But these WWE, like, Disney nerds drive me crazy, dude. <laughs> All they want to do is fight. Like, I see them start it more than AEW fans. And I'm like, why can't we just enjoy everything? Because I like wrestling regardless. But, as I've said in the past, WWE has gotten really, really bad. And so I kind of, like, dropped interest. And then AEW came around, dude, and I just, like, fell in love with it. For, like, months now, I haven't watched a full episode of WWE anything. I still look it up. I'll still, like, read news and shit on it. Right. But it started getting worse, and then the fans were just driving me crazy, and it's gotten to the point where everybody just talks shit on these groups. And I'm not the only one, because there's people that go on there. They post, like, dude, I joined this group because I wanted to talk about wrestling, all things wrestling. But all I hear about are people fighting constantly, and it's getting old. And because of that, I was like, man, WWE fans get on my fucking nerves. So I just stopped talking to these guys. Because they're all the same. They're these young kids that have never, like, watched old wrestling. Right. And I'm like, dude, if you grew up watching wrestling, you like wrestling regardless of what it is. And that's me. Like, I love all of it, man. I love. I even love the shit that nobody likes, like Impact Wrestling <laughs> or Ring of Honor Wrestling. They're really bad. Like, really, <laughs> really, really, really bad. But I still like watching them because I love wrestling. I love talking about wrestling. My favorite wrestling happens at Civic Center Park. <laughs> Two hobos nice. going to town. I guess I better run through that real quick wrestling rundown by your boy um i didn't really talk about it even though it's it's like a week late now but i did purchase all out we got to see adam cole and daniel bryan well brian danielson to you now yes join aew and i'm not gonna lie dude i thought this was the greatest pay-per-view wrestling wise i've seen in a long time i will arguably say it is the best one of the year this far and if you don't believe me go purchase it watch it or in your case, I'll give you my login info. <laughs> it's totally worth it, man. There's a few matches that kind of suck, but, dude, it was amazing. The fucking, most of the matches were good. The end, though, where they get Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan, and I was like, huh. And I don't really care about either, but it made me care more. It made me appreciate Daniel Bryan more because I did like Daniel Bryan in the early days. I did like Adam Cole a little bit. The problem is he was an NXT guy, so I was kind of like, eh. But that's what happened. Sorry, guys, I did not watch Raw or SmackDown, so I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> I just I can't sit through WWE anymore. I just know that, like, tonight... It's the same bullcrap over and over again. Yeah, like, I know that um, on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar came back. And I was going to watch it, but I just chose not to. So I was reading up on it. Brock Lesnar, uh, we, he came back at SummerSlam, but he didn't appear for, like, weeks on end as usual. Well, he comes back on an episode of SmackDown and, uh, you know, gets in Roman's face and turns to Paul Heyman and basically tells him pick. Because if you know your history, Brock Lesnar's the original Paul Heyman guy. He does a countdown to five, then he lifts Paul Heyman up for an F5. Roman Reigns gets involved, and so he drops uh, Heyman. Usos come in, and they start fucking with Lesnar. He fucks them both up. Roman leaves, and then he continues fucking them up. And we that's all we get from there. 
And as far as I know is uh, WWE's next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules, which I'm not, again, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not paying for, I'm not paying Peacock fees. I guess we're going to have Roman Reigns and Finn Balor again. Finn Balor is actually a badass, but I know where it's going and I don't care. That's just my thing with WWE. I'm like, the stories are so bland. And predictable. And- right. AEW is pretty predictable too, but I love how they have all these twists and turns. And I can understand the fan arguments of, oh, these are all just ex-WWE guys that made it big. And I'm like, no, these are ex-WWE guys that either were big or weren't. Most of them weren't. Like, CM Punk is already an established legend, so I get that argument. Adam Cole was established in the sense that he was going to be big when he went to the main roster, and that wasn't going to happen. At least in AEW, he had a bigger pop, bigger background. Same with Malachi Black. Same with Andrade. They went to AEW, and they became stars. So you can't really say it's all WWE guys, but I understand the argument. And before I close it up with that, uh, with my little speech, I'm sure you saw I had posted about it, but there's a big chance that Kevin Owens is going to go to AEW, and I hope it happens because I love Kevin Owens, and they keep dicking him around in WWE. Right. The other thing that we know for sure is, well, it hasn't been confirmed, but it's pretty much, you know, been confirmed. Bray Wyatt. From what it sounds like, they're going to wait till the next pay-per-view, which is November 13th. It's full gear is what it's called. That sounds like that's where they're going to have Bray Wyatt debut. So I'm looking forward to that. But otherwise, that's all things wrestling for me. I didn't watch anything else. <laughs> I've been mostly watching AEW, man. I don't know why. I just, I love it. Oh, shit, I gotta watch Rampage later. Speaking of which, I'll probably do that at bedtime. Only complaint I really have with wrestling right now is that I'm so tired of hearing about vaccinations. It's good on both programs, dude. They do, like, little commercials, and I'm like, I get it. Arm the Undertaker. Get the jab. I'm glad you said something, because now there is something we gotta discuss. I think this is the worst idea ever. So, there's going to be a... You know how Netflix has, like, interactive uh, movies that you, like... Yeah. Choose what you want to do next? WWE is doing one for Netflix where it's the New Day, and they have to survive a series of, like, games hosted by The Undertaker. Hmm. I think it sounds stupid. I'm like, uh... I think it's going to be either the worst thing you've ever watched... Uh Uh-huh. ...or the best thing that you've ever played. See, that's what I'm thinking. Is this going to be a good game? Like, a movie game? And we get to see Mark Holloway come back as The Undertaker in speeches. He's not going to be wrestling. Right. It doesn't sound like New Day will be wrestling either. It sounds like it's literally going to be a cinematic adventure. I just think it sounds so dumb because WWE is doing all these weird things. But a lot of it has to do with the fact that they got to appease not just a crowd, but now they have shareholders to answer to. And there's a lot of rumor going around that they're preparing for Disney to buy them. Disney is a potential buyer. I think that could be the worst thing ever because the problem is, is WWE is already PG. If Disney buys them, that's never going to change. I don't think it'll get any worse. It's not possible. But it's a good thing in the sense that WWE will basically offer Vince McMahon and his family a lifetime contract. That's good money. I'd, right. s- I'd sell too. I just don't think it's going to be good if they want to up their game. Unless they can somehow pull it off being PG. But to me, that's what kind of... Well, here's the thing. Fail. I don't... To be honest with you, I don't know if I don't know if Disney buying it would make it more PG. I think it would make it, it less. Would just, well, I would hope they would like 
because let them be more PG thirteen. Because the WWE is a part, or the um, Disney's a partial owner in UFC, right? And they haven't, and that hasn't toned down at all. Right, that's one of their, like, what, subsidiary companies or whatever? Yeah. That's how it could work. As long as it wasn't, like, a a straight-up Disney's WWE product, then it could work. Like, if they gave it to, um, God, what does Disney own? They, they own Miramax, I know that. They own Hulu and ESPN. Right, and those have more leeway. So if we were able to go into that direction, it could work. I just think they need to step away from the PG thing if they want to up their shit because that's a big reason as to why AEW does so well too is it's more PG-13 than anything. But I also understand why WWE went PG because you got to remember it means a wider audience. Yeah. You know, there's more parents that aren't going to be like, I ain't letting my kids watch that violent shit because there's not a lot of violence in it. There will never be no summer motherfucking slam in this, in this house. <laughs> no more summer motherfucking slam in this fucking house, I said. I'm watching you. That's exactly that what the Undertaker said to John Cena. Do you support the U.S. military? Yes, yes. Well, a veteran of the U.S. military Could needs you your help. support tonight on Sue Super Slam. Son of, of a bitch. John Cena. <laughs> Son of a bitch. If you ever get a chance, dude, when John Cena came back like a month ago, he was doing a little like fuck you thing to Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman came out to talk for Roman as usual. But it was funny because Paul Heyman's like, out. And he drops the mic. Or he doesn't drop the mic, but he basically does a mic drop and he takes the mic with him. Starts leaving and he goes, do, 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 do. He does his own little version. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. Like somebody tweeted, they're like, bro, Paul Heyman's take on this is better than John Cena's take. <laughs> like, I guess there's rumor going around that John Cena asked Eminem to write a, a verse for his new theme song or whatever. And I was like, that'd be cool, but how's that going to work? Because Eminem can't really be a watered-down dude. He can a little bit. Did you ever hear the theme song for Venom, the movie? Eminem did a song for it, and it was like the official song or whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. It was really, really good. I was like, wow, for being more toned down than what he normally does, it wasn't bad. Venom 2 comes that next I want to see year, that. Early next year, I think. I want to see that because Woody Harrelson is a fucking god. And I like the first one. A lot of people hated it, and I didn't understand that. I thought it was cool. I mean, I think if you've seen Spider-Man 3, you can easily like Venom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because don't get me wrong, I like Topher Grace, but that movie, like, it's the weakest one of the three. By far. It's probably yeah. one of the weakest ones in the franchise, but it's still better than Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Oh, for sure. But it's one of the weakest ones, and they fucked up Venom, so you can easily like Tom Hardy's Venom. And I just enjoyed it because it was still comical in a sense. And they made him more of a good guy, which is an interesting take. It's kind of what you have to do when you make him. Oh, if you're making a Venom movie, yeah. you're making a movie just solely about Venom. Right, like, I think the only way you could pull off a villain-type movie is a character like Venom, who isn't necessarily a bad guy. So you got, like, a Magneto. That's perfect to be a solo yeah. film because Magneto's not a villain. Yeah, He does exactly. villainous shit, but he's not a villain. Yeah, and, so. and the thing is, is with um, Magneto's one of those bad guys where you can legitimately have that conversation about, like, Hey, this guy has seen what happens when when he trusts the good people. When he yeah. trusts the good people, like this man, this man lost his entire family 
right that's... to a governmental or socialist organization. And so now, when people, people tell him, right. like, trust the government, right. and he goes, um, the last time I trusted the government, I was thrown in a camp and almost murdered right. for my, um, for my um, birth origin. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not going to be doing that. Right, he's he's basically the perfect example of, like, the definition of an anti-hero. So, everyone associates him as a villain, but he's not. He's the type of guy that doesn't want his own race to be exterminated because they were born different. Yeah, but he believes what he's doing, no matter how evil it is, is the right thing. That is why I have so much hate towards the original X-Men films. Don't get me wrong, the first three are great. I still think they were good movies. I just don't like the way they portrayed Magneto. They made him an evil dude. I'm like, he's not evil. Well, the, the, the way they... The issue is, is that Magneto, the the issue between Professor Xavier and Magneto is that they're supposed to have an argument of whether this is a war or if this is a political fight. Yeah. That's the issue. And yeah, Magneto, politically divided. Magneto is supposed to, this is a war, Charles. Right. We have to, and if we don't fight this like a war, we're going to lose. And when, when a majority um, oppresses a minority... That's what happens throughout history. And Charles is supposed to say, this isn't a war. There's not... The only person who's creating acts of war are you. Right. This is a political fight. This is... The thing that made it so great was it was a parody on the Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. fight. Basically, yeah. What what way... What What is the best way to fight for... um, Your race or whatever. Yeah, to fight for your minority. And Martin Luther King Jr. said it's through civil disobedience and yeah. peaceful, um, peaceful protests, peaceful protests and peaceful assembly, and they'll get it done. Malcolm X said, "No, the only way you're going to do it is to hit them right in the teeth and make them feel vulnerable. Yeah, do fuck then you shit. can go to the table and negotiate. But until then, they're never going to negotiate. Right. And each side had its downfall and its ups. Unfortunately, to say for Malcolm X." It's like a... They're kind of like the perfect perfect example. I keep using that word. But, like, they're basically like that conservative and liberal friend. If you think about it, like, they always debate. They always fight. But somehow they always manage to be friends. Because we've seen in so many of the movies where they almost... Okay, not they. Magneto almost kills Charles, but stops. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily try to kill him, but he leaves him for dead. And because the thing... he knows he'll survive. Yeah, and, and the thing is that Magneto says, he's like, I'm not here to kill the X-Men. I'm not here to destroy the X-Men or to kill mutants. But if you're... My job is to make a show of force toward normal humans... Right. ...to show that we should be in charge. Right. Because you guys are the ones that are constantly oppressing and putting down on us. Because people have to also remember... That the Holocaust in the Marvel Universe wasn't just about Jews. It's about it was about the people who started to see the first signs of mutation. Right. And that made it so great. And that's why that's why um, Magneto is always so hesitant to mm-hmm. let any human be in charge because he's seen what happens when humans are in charge of a group of mutants. And right. that's and and the fact that those movies never really had that deep philosophical argument. I want a X-Men movie where there's like no fighting. I want yes. I want an X-Men movie that's a that deep philosophical argument between Charles Xavier and bring back Patrick Stewart, 
bring back um, Ian yeah, McKellen, well, yeah. bring them back, and have them both be old dudes who can't really fight anymore. Yeah. Make this like right before Logan. Yeah, that would be perfect. Right before they both lose their mind, and right before um, they're just old. But have them together, and have and you can have action in there because they could talk about old times and old fights they had no flashbacks yeah, like flashback of those fights and stuff and yeah. but the main force of source of this movie is just Magneto telling Charles like Charles you didn't see this yeah there's a problem I was thrown into a literal concentration camp right. and my mother murdered in front of me right. because of my mute because of my mutant status you didn't see that you're ignorant about it and Charles can go back but that was not the whole of humanity that was one evil man. Oh, yeah. And, and um, Maggie and Quebec, no. One evil man motivated an entire evil group of people. Mm-hmm. Not, one man did not throw me into a concentration camp. Right. An entire society did. And then Charles can come back and say, but it's our job to ensure, through peaceful political uh, motives, to ensure that someone that evil never comes to power. Yeah. And then Maggie will come back and say... No, it's our job to forcefully show they will never let it happen again. And anybody who who takes steps in order to make it happen again, that we will come for them and we will end them and destroy them, so it'll never happen. You can't. And it's, it'll be it'd be such an awesome movie if you got the right director to do it. Right. They they dive into it a little bit on first class, but not a lot. We get little hints of it. Like there's a scene where they're arguing. And basically, you know, um, James McAvoy is, uh, Xavier says, we need to be the better man. Michael Fassbender as Magneto says, we already are the better man. Yeah. But then go to the end where he was like, this is for us. We want the same thing. And Professor X says, no, my friend, we don't. Which goes to that by, you know, by and large, like the terminology where it's basically Magneto is saying, you're either with us or you're not. And yep. if you're not, by terminology, you are against, against us. Exactly. And my big issue with first class is they make the fundamental disagreement. The fundamental reason why they separate is because Charles Xavier is fighting a bunch of people. And at, or, um, Magneto is fighting and actually gets his Professor X. And that's what paralyzes him. Right. And so that's that movie makes that the focal point of why they can't work together. But well, the thing is... That's like the, the straw that broke the camel's back, basically. But the thing is, is that ruins the entire emotional art. All the philosophical separations we've had. All the conversations we've had for three, for th- right. through two movies. You destroyed all of that because you made it a personal vendetta by Charles Xavier. Well, pretty much. Like, I can only see it in the sense that it's an example of, look how far you went that somebody got hurt. But... Then they expand on that more with um, the second one, uh, Days of Future Past, where Xavier hates, well, doesn't hate, but he strongly dislikes uh, Magneto because of the fact that Magneto has something to do with the assassination of JFK, but that timeline gets changed. So they expand on it a little bit, but again, they don't go into it further enough because they got so many characters that they basically just fucking are like, that's gone, we don't need that. Yeah, and like that's one of the most important parts, and that's where the first three failed. So they do, they go into the fact that these two are politically divided, but they don't 
they don't really show you anything. And they, and they do have and that have one. A different take on they it. have that one scene where they're playing chess in the second movie, which is like the perfect. And they're having yeah. a discussion, and they like they, they scratch the surface of the discussion, and then it never comes up never for the rest of the back. movie. Yeah, like he and up. and the reason why X Men, um, the second X Men is so much better than the first one is because they began to scratch the surface of that. Right. And so anytime those groups fight. It's not, oh, bad guy versus good guy. It's, mm. this is what political and philosophical disagreements lead to. Right. It leads to art. If we, and it's, it's kind of, the X-Men has always been a deep um, commentary on what America is. Yeah, like a, what a social society when yeah. you put people and, and especially each other. America. And I think that what we saw in the first ones is, like, if we're not allowed to have these conversations, it leads to violence. Violence, and yeah, people fighting back, rebellion. And and so we have to have these conversations. Right. And that's what the modern um, X-Men is about. The original X-Men used to be about... Um, it's more like good versus about, evil as a result the, the, of... Well, the original X-Men were, was about civil rights and about um, yeah, segregation one, and yeah. Jim Crow and that's what that was about and then they transferred into a little bit of um, civil rights for LGBT well lesbians and gays not yeah. transgenders but, yeah, um, just kidding <laughs> sorry I had got to in there but, um, but that's what it was about and now it's about having these conversations if we don't have these conversations, it leads to right. violence and destruction, which is like a good lesson for people like Nancy Pelosi, who wants to shut up her opponents. Yeah, that just leads to violence and destruction. When we can't have these conversations, but actually having them have those conversations in the movie, like impassioned arguments of. I want to see Magneto stand up and holler at Xavier. Like, you have not seen the evil I have seen. Right. And you don't get to talk about whether um, humans are evil or not. And you mm. haven't seen what I have seen. I've seen humans be innately and deeply evil. And right. they will stop at nothing to destroy us. And you're being complicit in it. Mm -hmm. You know what's crazy? I think I might be the only person that's like this. But between all four of them, um, McClellan... Fucking Stuart, McAvoy, and Fassbender. I really don't think any of them are better than the other. I enjoy each person's take on the characters. Like, everybody prefers, you know, McKellen over... Well, because... But it's because they were first. Well, not just that. Ian McKellen brings a certain, like... It's, his is more a comic book vibe. Like, yeah, his and is more accurate to the comic. And just when Fassbender's you, is more evil. When you look at him and Michael Fassbender, Ian McKellen brings this like aura of like power and grace and like level headedness you don't get with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Michael Fassbender seems like a pompous, arrogant asshole. His is more of like a force of violence, in my yeah. opinion. Like it's he's a, a pompous, arrogant. I'm the most powerful person in this room, and I'll yeah. kill anybody to get what I want. But Ian McKellen says, I am the most powerful person in this room. Yeah. I could kill anybody in this room. Right. But I want to have this discussion first, try to convince you to be on my team, on my side. And I'm not going to tell you I'm the most powerful in the room. You can just tell. When, when, yeah, you wait till the end when he is the power. Yeah. yeah when, when Fassbender, when, when 
in first in in the first three when Charles Xavier and Magneto sit down and it is Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, you can tell just by the way they interact and how they talk, these two are two Omega level mutants that if they mm-hmm. wanted to take each other's head off, they could literally destroy the earth. Right. Be- you could just tell by the gravitas. That's the word I was looking for. The gravitas each of them bring. And when people talk to them, they speak to them in that respectful manner. Yeah. They like submit, like, do you. If Magneto wanted to, he could blow the entire planet up with the blink of an eye. Um, it's not. Um, people don't understand because the movies don't really show you well, they don't go how into it, innately yeah. powerful because people think, oh, he can control metal. No. But that would Mag- defeat the purpose what, of who they are, though, too. What Magneto does is Magneto manipulates the Earth's magnetic fields. Right. And we have precedence of him altering the magnetic fields, flipping the poles of the planet and causing an immediate ice age, which mm-hmm. kills almost all life on Earth. Right. But, see. but when they have these discussions, you can feel the restraint. Because if Xavier wanted to, he could destroy anybody's brain from the inside out. Right, they're two of the most powerful X-Men. And, like, it's different with uh, McAvoy and Stewart as well. You get different versions. Like, uh, Stewart's is more, he is the smart genius at this point. He knows, he's, like, the key to everything. McAvoy's is more restrained, like... Because I think it's because a lot of it's he's the younger version. He doesn't know everything. And he doesn't find out until it's too late. But essentially they're the same in the fact that they're both heartwarming father figures, I guess, if you will. For me, though, I just I loved all four of them because I think that each one did a great version. My only complaint is the fact that they brought him in for what would be a dream movie, which was Days of Future Past. I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I just thought that we could have went without that. Well, my, my, my big issue... Is in the in the like first class group, the way people talk to Xavier, to Charles, and to Magneto, it pisses me off. When like Matt, when um, when freaking Magneto walks into a room, and Jennifer Lawrence, who's Mystique, oh, walks up her. and just sasses him. Like, are you freaking an idiot? Well, she ends up being his lifelong love, sort of. Like, no, I get what you're like, saying. Are you though. kidding me? That's the most powerful person you know. Mm-hmm. And and we see in New Mutants, which is... I didn't see New Mutants. Is that all right? Yeah. I heard people say it was garbage, um, but I want to see it. Oh, what TV show is it? Or is it a TV show... I don't remember, but there's, there's a TV show that's, really, that's pretty good that's got X-Men in it, but it's not going to happen anymore because Dizzy bought it. But um, what we learn over the course is, like, this guy is one of the most powerful people to ever walk the face of the earth and you just walk up and talk to him like he's like he's like he's your second great your like second cousin Grandpa. <laughs> like no these guys and like and like the only person who I could even concede to walk up to Charles Xavier and correct him on the spot would be Beast but when I watch Cyclops turn around and correct Professor Xavier like just on ground levels like they were equal. It right. pissed me off. I turned the movie off. I said, that's not Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier wouldn't have taken that. See, the X-Men movies for me are like, they're really weird on each level. Each one, even though they're supposed to be the same, they're very different. Most people don't see that because you got to remember, the first one is very, very dark. Second one is a lighter, more action-packed edition. Third one is god-awful. <laughs> I hate the third one. 
I don't understand the hate with X-Men Origins Wolverine. I thought it was cool. It's not as good, obviously, and it's clearly nowhere near superior as Logan was. It's a really bad movie. I enjoyed it, but here's the problem I had with it. The best character in it doesn't get any other movies. Sabretooth. Um, what's his fucking name? Liev Schreiber. Yeah. He was amazing, but it had to be in a shitty movie. That was the sad part. Well, he's really good in one and two also. No, he's not. Sabretooth in those first two. It's uh, Tyler Main. Oh, that's right. Tyler Main was the guy that would go on to play Michael Myers and Rob Zombie's Halloween. But then, uh, you know, Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine wasn't... I wouldn't say it was the worst one, but it definitely didn't get any better from the third. First Class is my personal favorite, aside from Logan. I thought First Class was amazing. Days of Future Past wasn't bad. I still enjoyed it. Apocalypse was terrible. And then the last one, the... Rise of the Phoenix? I haven't watched it. I didn't think it was bad. It's it's voted the worst one of them all, but I think it's definitely better than three. It's way better than the first two Wolverines. It's not that bad. I think it's better than Apocalypse, but it doesn't do anything more. It doesn't offer any more. It kind of just leaves it like, okay, that's it. Because it's essentially the last movie. You might. But it doesn't close anything. The thing is, I know that three... It's not the best, or that... I know that 3 is kind of a bad movie. I like the story, though. But all my favorite X-Men memories is from 3. Oh, yeah, you saw one in the theater. Like when, when Kitty freaking... Kitty Pride. Like, who yeah, are you? Page, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, like... No, the third one I thought was humorous. Like, it's enjoyable, but as an execution from the first two, it's not great. But that's because Brian Singer didn't direct the third one. There's a... You can tell it's a Ratner yeah. film. But Brian Singer, I think, would ultimately be what destroyed the franchise, too, because after Matthew Vaughn did um, First Class, they expected him to come back to do uh, a second one that would take place during the Cuban Missile Crisis. They weren't going to mix all the timelines. Right. But Brian Singer comes back, and basically Brian Singer's going to get what he wants, which is, I'm going to go back to my franchise, we'll put them together, and we'll go from there. I think that kind of ruined it, because I was like, well, hold on, you could have built up to that later. Now you fucked up the whole timeline, which I think we can all agree was already fucked up. Like, let's admit, the timeline well, is, doesn't make any sense. They also had to fix that timeline. Well, yeah, it was choppy. Like, you remember uh, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, when um, Professor X shows up. You're like, well, hold on, wait a minute. He doesn't fucking discover him in the first one until after the car accident. What the yeah, hell is exactly. this? Like, this is so weird. And then Jean Grey's in there. You're like, well, hold on. The third one, it said they saw her when she was a kid. What the hell is this? She's a teenager. They do that in the Phoenix, too, and I was like, dude, this timeline yeah, that is That so is the screwy. worst movie timeline of all time. Right. It's fucked up. You're like, I don't understand where we go from this. And here's my biggest complaint about Wolverine. Dude, Gambit had fucking potential. He is easily one of the coolest X-Men. He's only been in that movie. The actor was okay, but we saw him for two seconds. They destroyed it when they when, when they announced that they... Um, well, I had Logan, Montreal, Logan, and just left. Well, when when they announced they were that they do with Channing Tatum, but they yeah, didn't. when they announced that they're gonna that they are going to um, do Channing Tatum, they immediately I, I immediately knew when they said that it's like oh it's not serious it's a joke it's not gonna happen. Channing Tatum's a freaky joke. He's a loser. I like his funny movies, but yeah, no, I the reason I hate him is deep seated. My wife is in love with him, so I <laughs> fucking hate him. But I love his comedy. I think he's hilarious. He's not a good actor though, dude. To me, he's the same guy from Step Up. Same fucking kid. Same you kid. have the right to suck my balls. Yeah, that shit's funny. Yeah, like that's when he's, funny. When he's humorous, he could be hilarious. Oh, shh. He's fucking a cat's wife. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear something that really fucked me up? So, speaking of movies and all, I'm a big G.I. Joe fan. 
so big on it that I actually like the first two that are terrible. I'm not in denial of the fact that they're really <laughs> shit. That they're bad. But I went to order Snake Eyes, right? Snake Eyes came out in theaters like a month or so ago. It's already available for purchase. <laughs> Problem number one. Problem number two is the rating. I think it was like a 32% rotten or whatever. And I was like, so this movie must be bad because I haven't heard anything about it. And now it's available for purchase. Mm -hmm. So I rented it. I was like, I'm not going to buy this movie. I'm not going to lie, dude. That movie was awful. Like, if you thought the first two were bad, wait till you see this. It's a bigger (laughs) pile of shit. Like, people thought it was going to be great. And I was one of them. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get an update. I don't know where it falls in comparison to the first two. Apparently, it's a reboot. It was like much worse than the first two. And people bitch a lot about the first two. I understand why, though. They don't make any sense. Like, you just fucked up a lot of the original characters. If you grew up watching G.I. Joe and playing with the toys, you expected a lot out of this movie, and you didn't get it. But then Snake Eyes came around, and it basically just went, hey, guess what you're never getting? A good G.I. Joe movie, and you just slapped. <laughs> Deal with it. It's like Fantastic Four. I always talk about oh this. Oh, my God. I can't freaking I don't think we'll wait till next year. One. We're getting a good one. We're getting a good one. John Krasinski. I am so freaking pumped. Oh, he pumped. is in it. He is in it. I thought that was just a rumor. That's no, sick. Is, uh, I'm so freaking pumped. Is, him, is Emily Blunt going to play? Um, I don't know. I don't think they've the casted anybody but Krasinski. You know who they were talking about for the longest time I thought was interesting? To play uh, Doom? Um... I don't think you've ever fully watched an episode, but you'll probably know what I'm talking about. So you know how I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. The character that plays Dennis, the tall, scrawny asshole, he was supposed to play Doom in Rumors. He had applied for it, and they were all for it, and I was like, he'd be perfect, but he'd also be corny. If you didn't like the Jessica Alba... It has to be that. But his he's kind of more R-rated than anything. Right. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. You remember I told you about that show AP Bio? He's the teacher that uses his kids to get back at people that wronged him in life. That's like a PG-rated show. So it's, you know, it could work, but I want to see Krasinski as fucking uh, Mr. Fantastic, basically. See, you remember the last Fantastic Four, right? Miles Teller, great actor. Oh, the, the literal worst movie of all time? Have you ever watched? I thought it was horrible. I like, wanted to cry. I thought it was worse than the first two with Jessica Alba. And those are bad. But I literally thought, I'm going to just say it how it is, fan four stick, I thought that shit was worse. Look, there it is, yeah. It looks like it could work. Emily Blunt and Kristen, that would be cool. Did you know that that motherfucker was going to play Captain I, America originally? I, yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, what a weird... Um, and I would really like Zac Efron as a human torch. I would, too. That would be... That's kind of his thing. But Bill Hader Ooh, is... Alva. Sorry, that's the only reason I watch those movies. Bill Hader is a thing, though. Kind of... Dude, I love Bill Hader. That'd be kind of perfect. Like, okay, let's be honest. Bill Hader's not big. He's not muscular. He's supposed to be the comedic act. But I've learned, dude, with movies that he's in that are, like, different, he can be good at everything. Like, did you ever watch the Power Rangers reboot? Saban's Power Rangers? Um, no. He was in it. He played the fucking... You know, I... The droid. Um, well, I only saw it because... I grew up a big-ass fan of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is what this movie was. It was great. I thought it was awesome, but for some reason they canceled any further plans. Oh. What? Oh. Oh, shit. You know what oh. I watch? We do have confirmed cast. I didn't even know about it. Shit, John Krasinski as Reed Richards, Emily Blunt as Susan Storm, Andrew Garfield as Johnny Storm Aww. and John Cena as Ben Graham. <laughs> okay, there we go. Even better. 
Dude, if he doesn't, it's clobber time. Dude, I'm sorry, but John Cena, like, made me like him more with Suicide Squad. Johnny Depp's the Silver Surfer. Are you fucking kidding me? And they're keeping Oscar Isaac as Victor Von Doom. Oh, my God. They got Mark Hamill. Oscar Isaac will be awesome. He's a great actor. They got Mark Hamill to voice um, Galactus. That's pretty cool, actually. Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. Jim Carrey as the Mole Man. Let's go. This can't be real. Malignant. I'm trying to remember the name of this movie that just came out. So I think it came out today, but it's on HBO Max. I've been wanting to see it. It's a horror film by James Wan. Same guy that did the Conjuring movies, Saw. I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically about a, a woman that she has like visions of murders before they happen. And it's a creature that's like basically stalking her, killing people around her. Sounds cheesy, sounds like an overrated slasher film. But it's fucking James Wan. Right. He's like one of the greatest horror film directors, and I thought it was only going to theater. I saw it today that's on HBO, and I was like, I've got my mother-in-law's HBO shit. I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> but you know what I really want to see, and I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I'm kind of changing course on this. So I've been bragging for years now that I'm excited to see Halloween Kills. I just received confirmation. I think it was yesterday. It's going to go to theaters October 15th as planned, but it's also going to Peacock. So now I'm in like a bit of a, I'm like, I said I wouldn't go see it on a streaming service. But I'm but, like, five bucks versus 20. <laughs> That's the thing. But I'm afraid that if I watch it on a streaming service, it's going to ruin the experience. Because I've noticed that with some of these movies, is the experience isn't yeah, the but, same. But the, with a movie like Halloween, Bro, I love where, Halloween, where it's not really that important to watch it in the movie theater. Fuck you. I would, I'd love seeing it in theater. Well, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Because... Think of it like this. Like if you're watching Avengers, you have to see that in the movie. If you're watch if you're watching like did Avatar, you, the first one? you have to watch them in theaters. I think I did see the first Avengers in theater. Yeah, because I'd snuck in to go see a different movie and <laughs> Avengers was playing right after and I was like, I'm just gonna sneak into that too. And I never got caught. So, you know, I enjoyed the first one. I really did. I liked that they brought like, Iron Man and all of them on. Like this these big movies where it's like Oh no! I'm sorry. I gotta redirect to some my favorite um my favorite robot um chicken sketch is the Home Alone Michael Myers read. You showed me that shit. Dude. Oh my god! Oh my god! And Jamie she go they go in the wrong they each go in the wrong house and he like hits him with the paint can and, and he goes oh no <laughs> and starts fucking murdering no but like to me Halloween is like the equivalent of the Avengers to you. So to me, I'm like, I have to see it. But then again, I don't because here's the thing. I saw the first one as a kid at home. Yeah. And these movies are, honestly, movies like this are more fun when you can sit down, like, by yourself with, like, one or two other people, shut all your lights off and just watch and just kind of, like, be able to pause and, like, look at stuff. Yeah. That's why I I would never pay. To watch a horror movie in movie theaters. That's the only reason I like going to movie theaters these days, but it's been kind of lagging. Like, here's the I also, thing. I also um, went and watched a freaking horrible um, horror jump scare movie um, in the movie theater and literally had a panic attack because of my Which PTSD. Uh, you know The Ring? Oh, the first one, the very first one, or are you talking about like the reboot? The reboot. I didn't see the reboot, but it's no, not super it's great, but it's got a bunch of really stupid jump scares. I hate jump scares. And like so my much. PTSD just kicked right in and 
I don't like yeah. freaking had a bug out. So I'm different. I'm a different person. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you love like the action pack stuff. To you, that's like basically that's top. That's like top tier. You gotta see it for that experience. I love action films too, but for me, the horror films like Halloween, all those for me are top tier. But because I have the opportunity to see it at home, I might as well take it because I'm like, dude, I could literally skip a line. I could literally pause it when I want. It's five bucks. Like, right? It's like it's like when um, Black Widow came out, and I was like, thirty bucks on um, thirty bucks on Disney right, plus minus the seventy you'll spend at the theater on popcorn. Or, so, yeah, uh, that's what I'm looking at too. Because like I made plans with my brother to go see Halloween Kills in October. But I'm tempted to text him, like, hey, let's all go to mom's, or we'll go to my house. I want to go to my mom's because she has the bigger TV. And I'm like, hey, bro, let's go to the Dollar Tree. Let's you get can, you candy can, You can borrow shit. my popcorn machine. Let's do it. We should just, we'll probably be moved, maybe moved in by then. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Then you can just have them come over. And we right. Can whip out the it. popcorn machine, the soda machine, Watch soda fountain. Home. Right, because then we could pause it for an intermission, piss breaks. I don't want to miss none of it because... I was reading the early reviews. There's been early screenings. Uh, reviews on it are mixed, but that's how the last one was. And then word got around that it was awesome. And it's basically the only Halloween film in the franchise, unlike the first one that had, like, overwhelmingly positive reviews. They were like, oh, man, this is actually a good movie. But at first, people were mixed on it, just like any other horror film. So that's how this is. So I'm taking that with a grain of salt. But most of these reviews are all saying the same thing, which is like, hey, it's a lot darker. It's more violent. The first one was based on the idea that you've got the predator and the prey. Jamie Lee Curtis fighting back against the fucking dude that haunted her whole life. This one is literally more for the fact that I think fans want to see blood and guts again. So I'm a little concerned because when they did that with Rob Zombie, he ruined it. Right. Just because you have blood and guts in the movie does not make it a good movie. Right. That's my problem. Like, that's why I like the Conjuring movies because they're rated R simply for the fact that they're fucking scary. There's no language issue in them. There's no sex scenes. There's hardly any blood. There's no violence. There's no gore. But it's fucking frightening. That's what made them so good, and that's why I want to watch this new movie. Those I like more, but I like slasher flicks in the sense that I grew up watching those with girls and yeah, I th- I think with your buddies. They're think, like a guilty pleasure. I think slashers are okay. It's just ju- garbage jump scare horror films that I those absolutely Those piss me hate. off. Yeah, like, they did that to The Conjuring 3. I finally figured it out. That's the reason I didn't like it. I thought it was because James Wan didn't do anything with it, but it's not true. It was because of the fact that they took something that was so good first two times around, and they made it all completely jump scares in the third one. Once you jump scare a movie, I lose interest, except for the movie Lights Out. I might have talked about this before, but it's this movie about, like, this creature that shows up in the dark and kills people, so they have to stay in the light and turn the light on. It's completely a jump scare-ridden film. But it actually fucked with me, too. I was like, I was at work. I was a security guard. I'd go in at, like, 5 in the morning when the school was still dark. I had to go turn all the lights and shit. I was like, flashlight everywhere. It scared the fuck out of me, but it's a jump scare movie. That's, I don't, I don't like when they rely on jump scares. I don't like when they have to rely on language. Don't get me wrong, dude. I'm a fucking, like, that old term. I'm a sailor. I cuss like a sailor, but... I don't like movies that are supposed to be good just because you hear fuck every five seconds. What was the last movie you watched in movie theaters? Uh, Quiet Place Part 2. I thought it was great. Chanel did not like it, but I, I thought it was great. I watched 
Kong versus Godzilla in theaters. Dude, that's a horrible decision. Because <laughs> I, I, the tickets were free. Okay, no, that um, makes There sense. was a gubernatorial candidate who invited me. We ran, He ran out the whole freaking um, thing for just dude, people he liked and wanted to have fun time with. So I was disappointed in it. I think we discussed it. It wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad. It's better than every other of the um, movies on the list in that little cinematic universe. But I don't know, man. I thought Kong was better. Skull Island. But, yeah, um, it wasn't that bad, but it was also kind of like... It could have been better. I wasted two hours at the movie theater for this. Well, that's how the first two Godzillas were in that cinematic universe. Because I watched them and I was just not into them. Kong, I thought, was great. I was like, damn, I wish they would make another one. And they said Kong and Godzilla. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I didn't really like the execution on how the story was done. The fight scene was cool as shit. We got an idea of who won. It was more about a game of respect, so whatever. Obviously, we'll get another one eventually. I was just kind of like, man, they could have done that better. It was To me, it was like the first Transformers. It was cool the first time you saw it. Yeah. But you think about it more and more, and you're like, that could have been done a whole lot better. Yeah, Transformers. I give up on Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm never good. I love the first Transformers. That's and, it. Yeah. And then after that, every other one was just absolute garbage. Right. The first one was cool because it was finally a movie we were it's like get. Shia LaBeouf, and like, oh, keep working on that car. <laughs> keep working on that car. I think the second one's easily the worst one, in the first three like trilogy. I didn't see the last two with Wahlberg, and I didn't see the Bumblebee movie with Cena. No, I refuse. Yeah, I just don't want to watch them. I'm like, ah. Eh. If I couldn't get interested in two or three, I'm not going to invest any further. They're just, they're too fucking long. And they're all the same story. They've turned into the Fast and the Furious. A hundred percent. Where it's just the same freaking gar... It it just looks like someone vomited on words on a page and then made the movie about it. Like, what do people like? Um, Fast cars? Um, some guns, um, outer space, right. um, family, um, boom, movie, <laughs> movie. Let's let's close this because we're over time. We're like five minutes over, but let's close this with one last thing. What, in your opinion, is like the worst movie franchise of all time? It could be something that everybody likes, or everybody hates. I'll just go right away. And this is because I'm just I'm. I know it's because I'm biased and I can't get into this type of shit. I just think it's overrated and I think the acting is terrible. The Ring, or not the Ring. I'm sorry. Uh, Lord of the Rings. I fucking can't get into him, man. I hate him. I'm sorry. First off, I hate him. Fucking first hate him. off, you cannot like them, but still admit that they are phenomenal movies. No, like they're Oscar worthy in their own way. So they're not the worst movie um, series of all time. Because the worst movie series of all time is Transformers. Name a single Transformer that was a good movie. The first yeah, but one, like Fast and the, the first one was fun, but it wasn't a good movie. The Fast and the Furious actually had like one or two good movies at the beginning. I love the fi- the first and the fifth. I think are the best ones out of all of them. The rest are just eh. No, I just I personally hate Lord of the Rings. I don't think they were good movies, but I can understand why. Like you got to admit too. Like look at the cinematography. Look at the act. The cast. The cast has enough. If you're someone who's a movie buff. You'll see it for that alone. You don't necessarily have to read the books. I think you should because then you'll better understand it. I didn't read the books. Not until after. I was like, oh shit, I didn't even know there were fucking books, dude. Like, that's how dumb I am. I was like, I guess I'll read the books. Read the books. They took forever to plow through. But to me, I was like, I just can't get behind this. If we're talking like the worst, like financially speaking or 
maybe just review wise. I wouldn't like just quality wise. Quality wise, okay. Transformers is definitely up there. Like but if I think you it would probably be if uh, someone told you you have to sit down and watch the only series, the only movies you watch are in this series. Oh, that sucks. There's not a lot of options to pick from. What <laughs> is the one series that would be the worst? For me, probably Saw. I'm a personal fan of the Saw movies, but I'll admit they're fucking awful. There's only one good one. That's the first one. Oh, no. The worst one's Final Destination. I love Final Destination. They're good, cheesy films. No, they're fun the first time. Well, I like the first they're, three. They're, I don't like the last no, two. All, all of them. They're all fun the first time, like trying to figure out the puzzles, how they're going to die. Right, but they're, you, they're not rewatchable at all. I you own can't, the whole set. You can't rewatch <laughs> the Final, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. <laughs> so, like, if I were to rank them, I love the first one. The first one is the scarier That's one. That's the airplane one, right? Yeah. The second one is easily the best one in the whole franchise. It's where they're on the highway and the, the logs. logs. Yeah. That's got to be the best one. No movie has ever put a collective fear into a society like, those like movies. that movie. Yeah. You can't be driving on the road and see a, a log truck and not get freak out. out. Yeah. <laughs> the third one was the last, like, there was the last hint of these were good. That is, that's the roller coaster. Yeah. But then that's the one with the chicken's eye surgery. Yeah, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> that's the second one. No, surgery. eye surgery. That's actually the very last one, the fifth one. Oh, that's which, the worst death of all of them. That one's the worst death. I think that movie was better than the fourth one, though. The fourth one's when they're at the race. That one was easily the cheesiest one. The fifth one's the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, yeah. I thought that story that was That one's good, not though. that bad. No, because, yeah, they do the whole story of, like, turning on each other. And I was like, you never see that in the first few it's always just like who's next we gotta band together this one's like no fuck all of you guys <laughs> like that had a good story but the, it's easily the cheesiest too yeah but the thing is is those movies are already at a cheesy level yeah and the not. cheese is what makes them good and fun to watch yeah they pull it off ah uh, what is the worst series what would be the worst one to, like I think Saw would suck just because the last couple are just gore for gore there's all, no yeah. like mental de- discussions because like the first couple of saws you could be like would i do that would i rather would i rather dig a key out of my eyeball or see what what sucks with them is i like the stories that's why i stay involved but yeah you're right no it's it's basically just torture porn and and then the last the last couple are like oh i definitely would not do that i'd rather die right every single one at this point Yeah. yeah like i won't lie i'm one of those people i actually enjoyed the last one they did with um chris rock i thought that was really cool but it doesn't offer anything new either. It's just the same shit. Did you ever play that Saw game? I did. That was weird. I couldn't get into it that trippy. much. Yeah, it was trippy. But it reminded me of the Blair Witch Project game I played. You're in the woods and you got to fucking find clues to get out. It's kind of scary if you turn the lights off and shit. But yeah. Well. I guess Trolls is now officially a series, so. What? Oh, yeah, because they did a second one. Well, that's on three. There's Trolls, Trolls 2, and Trolls World Tour. That's officially a series. That's the answer. Don't make me watch Trolls. I was going to say, dude, I don't even remember the first two. Olivia loves them, but... Because here's my thing, dude. Like, I saw it when it came out, and Olivia was like, it's Trolls. And I was like, that is not a troll. Because you remember trolls when we grew up, right? They were yeah, those are not trolls. They're like the little troll dolls, though. They're with the freaking well, with like, the hair. The with hair the was dairy, on point with a Dairy Queen curl. 
Yeah, the hair was 100% the doll, but the dolls look different. I was like, that's not a troll. And she's like, yeah, it is, Daddy. It's just like the Teen Titans thing that pissed me off. I'm watching Teen Titans. Like, no, no the fuck you're not. And she's like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, I don't know what that shit is. It's not Teen Titans. She got furious. But if I have to pick a series to watch, and I can't watch anything else, it's it's not even a question. It's Star Wars. For me, uh, what's the series I can watch and nothing else? Um... Damn, that's a hard one. I'm probably going to go with the Godfather movies because I can watch three hours at a time of them and they never get old for me. They're really sophisticated. I would also not mind watching every um, Austin Powers movie. I like those. They're funny. Like I don't understand why people hate on them so much. Fuck me? For no. you. For you. <laughs> Which one is it, baby? Spitzer Swallows. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that meme. It's like, a, it's like, not YOLO. It's Mojo. <laughs> But he's freaking at the in Goldfinger when he's at the goddamn um, fountain. He's eating asparagus to keep peeing. He's like chugging water. Would you like some shit? Shiitake mushrooms. It like. starts like spritzing and the and the freaking guards like <laughs> sniffing the air. Molly, 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 Molly. <laughs> nice to mole you. I mean, <laughs> I like those like. Can I turn his Yoohoo girl? How about no, you crazy Dutch, Dutch bastard? bastard. <laughs> like, or I love when the parody is at the end that's John Travolta is <laughs> Like, the third one is probably the weirdest one, but it's not, like, bad. I, th- I honestly believe the first one's the worst one. I just want sharks with laser beams. But the face. funniest scene ever in those films is from the first one. So it's when they're driving in the lab at the very end, and he's like, move, move, and the guy's like, no! <laughs> It stays there, dude. The whole time they're like a mile away. <laughs> they just run his ass over. <laughs> I gotta watch that on YouTube. That or when, when, when he's going in the freaking like cart and he's driving down the hallway and, he gets and he's like, right he's like, hold on, he's like, back and forth. <laughs> I think those the, movies are so freaking good. Well, he's I love- like. Why is that thing so big? You can use that as a kickstand. You gotta love them because they're definitely a parody of like 007. Yeah, they're so good. If you're a 007 fan, you will like Austin Powers because they're just funnier. If you don't understand spy movies, though, you will not understand Austin Powers because there is that sense to them, but they're funny as hell. They're so freaking good. Like, I think the second one's my personal favorite. I don't know why. I just, I love everything with fucking just the two of us with Many Me. Many Me was like the best part of that movie. He's, he's exactly like you, sir, in every way. And he's like, holy shit, looks down. But, I, uh, I freaking love it. I freaking love when um, Dr. Evil's actual son's there. And he's like, here, son, you want some chocolate? Dad, I don't like chocolate. And he goes, who doesn't like chocolate? Here, Minnie Me, have a chocolate. Like, I like chocolate. Fine. You know what? I would love some chocolate. He puts his hand out and Minnie Me flips him off. <laughs> I love See, those movies so very much. Seth Green <laughs> is like the perfect addition. He's like, Dad, why'd you run out of me? He's like, you're just not that evil enough. <laughs> it's one calorie, the Diet Coke of evil. <laughs> See, that's like uh, every actor in, the, in those movies that like the recurring, the chemistry is perfect. <laughs> Renee the Meteor. I love in the third one. <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm number one. Hello, I'm number two. And he's like, it's nice to meet you, number two. <laughs> All right, we're oh shit, we went over, <laughs> but it was a that was fun, guys. Tune in, there will be a Friday show. We got a little sidetracked with that. Um, I think we're gonna we're probably gonna do something special for our um, our one year anniversary of being a podcast. I cannot believe 
we're still here after all this time. I thought we'd get canceled. Who knows? But we're thinking about doing something special. So check out the page. Check out the Great Girth Community Group page as well. You guys can find us on thegreatgirthpodcast.com as well as Twitter and Instagram. Um, Rumble is still kind of uh, in talks. I don't know about all that yet. Otherwise, Austin, sir, I'll see you on the Friday show. Adios.